I'm digging deep for the footy this week, bro. I need you to uh, I need you to lift me in spirit. I'll see what I can do, man. You're obviously here for the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Bro, are we, yeah. we fried beans supposed to tune to the toilet like this? Welcome to the Dip in Butter program with Kat and Wes. Figure out what you can figure out when you can figure it out, nigga. Just be here. Look what bitches did today. Welcome to the Dipped in Butter program. Good morning. Good evening. Happy Friday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy whatever day this is that you are consuming in this podcast because that's what Mike's makes. Why do I say it like that? What makes, <laughs> what makes podcasts dope? This is the number one mixtape podcast on the internet. Across from me, that's my guy. That is your guy. That's Forever Young 89 on all of the socials. That's Elmer Young around here. That's the motherfucking goddamn glue. Better yet, we call him our motherfucking friend, but on all his tax paperwork, that is Wes with no T. What's going on, my guy? It is that way indeed on all the tax paperwork. That boy is good when it comes up to the freestyles. Um, However, um, nothing regular, regular shit going on with me. I want to make a proclamation here right at the top of this thing oh. that... um. After reviewing the tape, I've listened to the pod from last week and the, and the week before. I feel like I've done a lot of yelling already this month. <laughs> um, so we're go- we're gonna try we're gonna try to tone that thing down today. Um, but however, not to digress too far into that shit uh, right here at the top with my guy across from me with the hottest takes in the United States. Um, I'm at a loss for words because there's so much going on in my brain right now. I want to call us the bad boys of potting, but it's still fuck Will Smith over here. Yeah, I mean, however, that's my nigga K with a cat, a K with two T's on into that thing. You can catch my man at a catandcrunch.com where you can dip to the cereal shit. Um, or you can catch my man still on youtube.com slash dipped and butter program where we still ain't talked y'all don't even trip. Um, and this week also, because of I've reviewed the tape from the last two weeks, I want y'all to go to, uh, gotmyback.com slash dipped and butter program at all time. Cause y'all don't be understanding how my it's nigga be having my back sometimes in real life, because I was really on the ledge the past two weeks and my man really just threw a life raft and roped me in a lot of times like throughout the past though. two weeks. I know you do, <laughs> I like but like, I like that you keep me safe in that space. Yeah, I mean, um, but most and more importantly, you can catch my guy here um, each and every Tuesday or whichever day is pod day in your life on the Dip Dip Butter program, wherever podcasts are placed, because that's where this one is. My nigga and yours was popping. Fuck our intro, bro. At this point, I really kind of don't know why we do it. Everybody that listens to us know what this is by now. But it's like you kind of got to lay the groundwork in case there's new listeners. Like, I'm about to say there might be newbies. Yeah, like I understand. Like we will forever do the intro. We will always do the thing because it's important to do. If nothing else, it's a good warm up, right? Like you got to stretch before you jog. Yeah, they they are a good warm up. One, like two, they help you get your freestyling skills together. You know what I'm saying for real. For if you haven't already thought about some of this stuff beforehand, and like they're so authentic and like true to real time. I was gonna say like maybe after a while y'all get some pre recorded ones that's just already in the joint, but like it'll be it will be family matters at that point, and it's over for y'all. Right, yeah, at that point it'll be like all the all the charming shit that y'all love about us will be long gone by the time y'all start getting this show that's <laughs> banked in that sort of way. Um, I know you said that you didn't want to be like close to the ledge this week and you wanted to kind of reel it back in, but I the first topic at the top of my list that I wanted to get with you is see I, this is why we gotta talk more during the week because if I'd have known that was the vibe, I wouldn't have wrote this at the top of my paper. But now like I have no choice but to read liter- the top of the paper. I literally told my sister, I said, I'm gonna say that 
and something deep down in Cat is going to make him oh. make me start yelling. So, well, maybe I, you won't I, yell. I laid it there, and we'll see. You know where we go from from the maybe game. Maybe you won't yell. Maybe I won't yell. But this has to be talked about. And I, I, at this point, I feel like we need to say again because we talked about this like maybe a year or so ago, and I think we touched on it. But it's happening again, bro. Okay, like, okay. We're not going to talk about Will Smith, y'all, again this week. Like, we were first to it. I think we dug as deep as we could get on it. Sure, he got banned for 10 years from the Oscar. I don't think that's enough to have a whole topic on again. We mentioned it. Y'all know that we know that y'all know whatever. We're not talking about that. And I already said it's still fuck Will Smith. Like... The him being in the academy doesn't do anything for us one way or another. Like, fuck Will Smith. Fuck Jada Pinkett Harder. The whole show's a mess. (laughs) But... The reason why I'm even talking about, bro, fuck off. Black S, black excellence is under review right now, bro. Like black excellence is in a bad way. We black excellence is on life support, at least from the men. I, I don't know how women are feeling about what women are doing out there, but let, let's just talk men for once, right? Because we mm-hmm. always giving women a bad rap around. <laughs> Fam. Me and my wife was having like a chill Saturday night. You know, this wasn't date night this time. We was like, man, let's just chill. My wife had a whole lot of college homework to do, mm-hmm. a whole lot of fucking tests to take and turn in, projects to look forward to, whole lot of shit going on. Laundry had to be, so much shit going on. And my wife was just mm-hmm. like, you know what? I got a lot on my mind. I really kind of want to just chill. I want to get a little bit inebriated and let's just like fall back and chill. And I was like, you know what? If that's what you want to do, I would join you in that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we altered our, you know, my, our minds and our spirits a little bit. You know, we took a, <laughs> we took in the things in our body that it takes to make black minds go to rest. Celebrated black like minds Native never Americans. Stopped, right? Yeah, bro. So we decided we were going to chill and watch a movie. Which is kind of rare. Like, I got a laundry list of movies that I need to watch that people have been telling me, hey, bro, you got to watch this. Hey, have you checked that out yet? I'm still on episode one of Bel Air. Like, mm, I haven't even mm-hmm, made it to episode mm-hmm. So much shit I need to watch, bro. Like, I am way behind. But she was like, I'm going to throw on a movie. Let's throw on a movie. And I'm like, cool, you know. I got a little, some, I'm feeling nice. I got some shit in my system. It don't need to be nothing like important. So just throwing whatever. It's just like, mm-hmm. you know what? I got just the thing. I'm going to throw in this movie that I've been wanting you to watch that I watched over one of my soror's house. And I'm going to throw it on to see what you think about it. I'm like, bet this is the perfect time. I'm completely open. I don't give a fuck what you put on the TV. Right. Fam, what she put on was a movie called The Sweet Blood of Jesus Okay. by Spike Lee. Okay. okay. Now I can tell by your face you have one. You obviously and clearly have never seen this movie, but you also have never even heard of it. Fair I'm to trying say? to. I'm trying to your drop my memory. Is, your face I, is like you're checking your entire database man, for anything fam, with those words in it. I hit every letter in the alphabet through the Rolodex just now, bro. And I was like, nah, not really ringing the bell. Did you hear how I said it though? I said, duh, it's spelled D A. I heard you. I heard you this loud is and clear, why my you brother. My nigga, because you pay you attention. <laughs> <laughs> to, fam, if the movie was called The or The Sweet Blood of Jesus, it would be a different movie, I think. It would be but a the Western. Fact that, the fact that it's The Sweet Blood of Jesus by Spike Lee, I was just like, all right, put it on, fuck it. <laughs> You're sold. I'm, listen, I'm not here to give y'all like a, a 
critique or movie breakdown. That's not what we do around here. We like movies. We like DVDs. We like Honeycut. We like Bamboos. We like what we like. I mean, if we if we need to work watching movies with adult eyes into like a month segment in the podcast, we can definitely do that to get our fix off. But this movie needs to be watched with blind eyes. This movie, Spike Lee is so terrible in his twilight years as a director, bro, mm. and a film producer. Like, again, I know we hit on this maybe a while, while back, but fam, Spike Lee is embarrassing. He's embarrassing me. He's <laughs> embarrassing black, talented people. He's embarrassing himself because, like, don't get me wrong, audience, Wes, anybody listening to this, somebody that might be walking past you because your earbuds are too loud actually heard me say that. Listen. Spike Lee is a legend, not just for sitting courtside at games. You know, right. he may do the right thing. Mm-hmm. If all he made was do the right thing, he would still be a legend because do the right thing is just that dope, that important. Now, when you get into the he got games, it's really a matter of opinion, you know, subjective to some of his other shit. What's some of other Spike Lee's other shit that niggas really fuck? Malcolm X. Malcolm, Malcolm X. X was, yeah. He did Malcolm X. Malcolm X. I'm personally a, like a Mo Better Blues type nigga. Um, I don't think I've never seen that. Nah, Mo Better Blues is fire. Um, So, yeah, Malcolm X. And there's what's the other one I'm thinking about? I'm blanking on it right at the top of my shit. Girl Six? No, right? <laughs> I love Girl Six in real time. So I've I, never you know, we'll, seen it. We'll, I need we'll to see it. it with my adult eyes. We, not for real. It's probably something to revisit. You probably be took. Well, when Girl Six was out, I was a kid, and honestly, that that was the part of my like. I came across Girl Six in my years where like I was kind of just coming across puberty, mm-hmm. and I kind of didn't want to be watching Girl Six with like my dad because like who wants to be sitting on the couch and then now you got a 12-year-old awkward boner like that at the end of the section. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So like, I actively avoided Girl 6 because I heard kind of what it was like. Now maybe it was exaggerated what I was hearing, but I'm like, wait a minute, this is about like a call girl talking sex on the phone. Like, I don't need to be watching this, bro. Like right now, like the way the way my puberty is going at this point, I just don't need to be watching this, That's bro. That's going to me down the wrong path. Fam, like I, I, don't, I, don't, need, I don't need to have like a wet spot in my Jordan ashes right now. Like this is not what I need to be doing. But anyway, fucking Spike Lee's early work is so good and pivotal and important to film and all of that. I wonder why it's so hard for Spike Lee to just like realize he's a legend and just chill. Like, do you think it's the art? Like, cause do you think Spike Lee is just so much of an artist that it doesn't matter if it's good or that he's making a bunch of money or that motherfuckers is like awarding him for the things he's doing. He's just that kind of artist where he got to just like, he got to get it out. Nah, I think we got to start analyzing some of this shit for what, like I, when it comes to people like that, I don't think we give them credit for being um, thirsty for attention for real, for real. So like, I think he's a, t- and, okay. And, I didn't want to say that first. Well, yeah, but in our brains, it's like, fam, you've done so much. Like why, why did you feel the need to put this out? Like, even if it's on like on some artsy fartsy shit, like nobody said no, nowhere along the way. Like you mean to tell me like it made it all the way to the consumer and consumer had to be like, nah, this ain't it, bro. Like. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how I passed so many desks. And, like, you can't tell me Spike Lee is that passionate about his projects that he just sells you on all of them. Um, it so, has yeah. a lot of desks, bro. Like, there's some creditable actors in this film. It looked like it had a little, like, whoever, like, shot it or whatever cameras they use, mm-hmm. it, it don't look cheap. But, man, this movie is but bad, then, bro. But then it also made me think about, you know, kind of the R. Kelly theory. Like, we know how talented the boy is, but the boy retarded. He can't read and write good. So, like, he done signed his whole life away. Maybe Spike's in a similar type of situation. And just because we revere him so Lee's much. Are you saying Spike retarded? 
I said the boy can't think good. <laughs> Is what I said. All right, I just wanted to get a quote on you so I could write it down for the name of the show this week. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're not going to quote it, I won't make that the name. Whatever. But I'm saying, like, may- maybe he's not the smartest businessman in the room. And maybe, like, his greatest work that we've seen, he might have got, like, pennies on the dollar. And maybe that's not enough <laughs> to, like... Up. Yeah, and and then, like, if you think about the great Spike Lee stuff, like... What the what, white man can't jump? Maybe like you know what I'm saying. Like what was the last great, great, great? Spike I'm not even sure he did that joint. I, yeah, I feel like white sure man can't jump. His. Might be. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I might be. Lying. I don't know. Yeah, maybe, maybe you're thinking he got game and confusing the basket sports. I mean, but put he got game in that. But even he got game. If you watch, he got game with a dull eyes. It's kind of yeah. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a little Spike. as as we used to say. It's a little baby bath water. Yeah, I mean, right. Right. I wonder if Spike Lee is one of them dudes that's like, he can be talented and has greatness in him, but he doesn't have enough self-awareness to be conscious of their self-image, right? Like, mm-hmm. again, the antics on courtside aside, right? Because that's important to the NBA. Like, I don't ever want to look courtside of a Knicks game and not see Spike there with weird orange glasses. I'm not saying that. But, like, the shit he does when, like, He's like basically berating the academy for an award for his work, and the academy's going like, "Dog, we can't retroactively give you an award for <laughs> right. the right thing." It's been like thirty years. Like, yeah, it's you too late. At least try to do something recent. Like, not to get back on it, but Will Smith got the fucking Oscar for the Serene, for the Williams Dad movie. We know that ain't what he really got it for. Right, he got it for his career work. You know right. what I mean? Same thing with Leonardo DiCaprio. He got it for fucking what was that shit? Revenant or whatever. Whatever. Fam, a terrible. That wasn't really for that. That was. It was terrible. I couldn't believe. I think it was terrible. I I sat not. Fam, like after after you get to like the third round of him and the bear, you'd be like, all right, this nigga's not gonna make it. Like, (laughs) like he just keep having to go rounds with this bear. Like he not making it out. Revenant was not like. But but again, like you say. They gave it to him for his life's work because all the yeah, other dope it's shit. Retroactive award. Like now it's time for you to get the award. This is the last thing you did. We'll write that on it. But this is really because you that nigga. You know what I mean? And, so And even specifically with Leo, it's almost like the Academy felt like they would be above giving this nigga uh 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 what's the fuck is that an Oscar for uh Wolf of Wall Street like he deserved. Yeah, it should have been for Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, you know? like and we know it was really for Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Or at least Django, you know what I mean? At like, least. At the very least, it was yeah. for Django. We know it wasn't really for The Revenant, nah. you know what I mean? Like, this is the kind of shit that just happens. Because if it was for The Revenant, the bear would have got one. <laughs> the bear needed the whole <laughs> For real, fam. Like, I, I, and, and like you say, you get back on the Will Smith. But again, like I, maybe, the, maybe he just don't think good. Maybe he ain't worked himself. So maybe he disguises it with this whole, I need to get my art out type shit, bro. But like... I honestly like, and again, maybe this goes to your point, like our cultural icons and legends maybe need to understand, you know, where they stand in the culture. And like that, that deserves some protecting at a point in time, fam. Like yeah, from like you, like we, we shouldn't like, always, put a palm on the chest, like, bro, we, stop, shouldn't, stop, 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 stop. we shouldn't always have to go to bat for you when, when, when it's coming from all angles. Like you should, again, like that shit had to pass so many desks before it made it all the way to me for me to have to say it's trash now like i'm gonna do my best not to hashtag everything about that i hate about the movie and put it out like but if somebody asks me i'm gonna tell them but like you 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 got to start wanting to protect your own work i guess at some point in time and yeah. like, let, yeah. let your name like speak you, for them. but again the only, the the only thing i could think of is you know bad business so 
it's got to be bad business. I was going to say, like, that's kind of a thing, though, in the world and in life. Like, you get these people that are uber talented and and super, like, gifted at something. And sometimes they they got all the gifts except for the gift of self-awareness. And sometimes yeah, yeah, that can yeah, just yeah. be, that can really just be a mess. Like, aside from niggas like Spike Lee, but you get a nigga like, I don't know, like fucking J.R. Smith in basketball. Like, you're super talented. But you're a bonehead, bro. Like, you don't know how to handle <laughs> your talent. And I think Spike Lee might have a little bit of J.R. Smith in him. Like, he might just be a bonehead director. And kind of getting back to what I was talking about with this movie, like, it's not enough to just tell you, Wes, that this movie is bad. Like, it's a special kind of bad. If I was to describe this movie, this movie is Spike Lee presents softcore porn horror directed by Quentin Tarantino. No, that, it doesn't say all of that. No, if I was to describe oh. it, this is what I would say. <laughs> The movie is Spike Lee presents softcore porn horror directed by Quentin Tarantino. Like everything he does lately is like, why are you trying to be Quentin Tarantino so bad? Like you're your own nigga, bro. Like you don't need to try to write script like QT, bro. Why are you trying to be QT in your films? I don't know, but I guess I'd rather him try and be, you know, QT than be JP. Cause (laughs) JP, like, I don't, I don't know if niggas is gonna fall for that shit from him no more. Like mm. he kind of got a he the, the next like and Get Out was cool. Like I don't want I don't want to not Get Out. Get Out was cool. Um, I didn't I'm still see- down with Jordan Peele by the way. Like the next thing he drops, I'm gonna go see it. Whatever this new movie is out in the countryside with horses and shit, I'm gonna go watch it. Like he's got a long enough leash with me. But I feel you. Like I understand the culture and our people. Like niggas yeah. is kind of done with Jordan Peele. You know what I mean? And I feel bad about it because I like Jordan Peele. And I like his movies, but I get yeah. why people are becoming exhausted. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I guess just from, you know, where, I, I don't know the word. I, fuck it, I'll just use niggas here. I guess where niggas thought, you know what I'm saying, Jordan Peele was going to go with his movies was more, like you say, this this present social horror type of movie. And I think, mm-hmm. like I said, I think, I think we got from Get Out what we needed from Get Out and his first offering and shit. But even if you go back and look at Get Out, like, Oh, don't do it. Please don't do it. I'm here about to do it, aren't you? It's filmed in kind of a cartoony way. It's it's fit like the the cinematography part of it is filmed in kind of a cartoony way. It's still like a cool story, you know what I'm saying, but like ah, he kind of like I I I kind of need like cinematic. Yeah, I mean on some QT yeah. shit like you kind I need you, you to I need you to up the you levels and I need yeah, that. I need some imagery. Like I need to see like a lot of Still shots from your sets that don't just look like niggas standing around reading scripts. <laughs> okay, okay. I like that take. I like that yeah. take. Like, I get kind of frustrated with people when they get... Okay, getting down on Jordan Peele, I don't really mind as much as when niggas try to retroactively talk down on Get Out. Like, especially if you was one of them praising it with me when it came out, and then after a couple of years, you retroactively like... No, that wasn't that good. And it's like, man, we loved it, bro. It did what it was supposed to do. Right. It was great. Like, I, I just don't like snatching that thunder and coming back and getting all your praise. Like, you know what that praise I gave you like eight years ago? Can I get that back? Because I feel differently about it now. Like, it was great for the moment it did yeah, what it yeah. needed to do. It, it, it pushed the genre forward. Absolutely. It brought new eyes on it. Like, it did what it was supposed to do. I liked Us. Us was a watered down, get out. We get that. But, fam, this Spike Lee movie... I'm glad you brought up horror because it's a horror film. Like it's a fucking movie about black upper. I'm sorry, upper echelon black vampires. And from what I saw of the movie before, I knocked out sleep in a coma. Where is this movie playing? 
Like, where does it exist? Yeah, like where where did you watch this on? I watched it on the on my t- bedroom TV. Okay, so not a DVD. Like, so, oh, gotcha. okay, yeah, free free streaming. You can watch <laughs> yeah, it right now. Gotcha. I was trying to understand the question, but it's streaming for free right now. Whenever y'all get bored enough to watch how ridiculous this movie is, but let me just tell you a couple things about the movie. It's about black upper echelon, super rich and classy vampires, right? And you can tell he was trying to write something very stylish. Like he makes tongue in cheek fucking references to 40 acres and a mule and shit. And he's trying to write, like you can tell he's trying to have these scenes where there's this dope back and forth dialogue between two intelligent black men, which again, I'm not saying that that's not needed in cinema. Great. I would love to see two intelligent black men sit with their legs crossed in a very fancy living room and talk with accents about art. Like that's dope to me. Mm-hmm. If you do it dope. <laughs> right. Not if you don't do it dope. You know what I mean? Like, like you, you can tell like Spike Lee is standing behind him saying, like, talking this accent, but the script he hands him is a bunch of bullshit. Right. In this movie, Snoop from the wire gets naked and has sex as a woman. No. See, he's out of touch. Who I'll wants stop to see and that? I'll say it again for the listeners. Yeah, who wants to see that? In this movie, Snoop from the wire. Gets naked. I saw Snoop's titties in this movie, bro. Like, uh, I feel I bad for you. Knew, Wes, I never knew there was a set of tits I didn't want to see. I mean, that's until almost I like saw Snoop's tits. That's what I'm saying. You don't want to see your homeboy's dick neither. That's basically what you saw. <laughs> I basically saw. You basically saw I your homeboy's dick. I basically had to look <laughs> at my homeboy's dick, bro. That's exactly what it felt like. And I understand Spike Lee was trying to like, Spike Lee wrote her in as a prostitute heterosexual maybe woman in the movie to have sex with the lead black vampire dude. Right. But it's Spike Lee. He's got to take everything too far. So he could have had her take her top off and just gave a side boob. But like, no, I'm, I'm Spike Lee had to show us her, both her whole nipples <laughs> for an extended period of time. And then Snoop talking to the guy in this movie about vaginal sex. I never want to hear See Felicia Pearson talk about vaginal sex ever in my life. Bro. And this is what I'm saying. Like, there's got to, again, where 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 are people not protecting themselves as Snoop was supposed to tell this nigga no. Like, there should have been no amount of money because she knows her, what her image looks like on the TV yeah. from The Wire and how niggas think about her. Like, you can literally say, bro, this. you can say, bro, I, I don't, don't want to see your tits. If you're going to put me in a soft role, and this might be my opportunity to show filmmakers that I can play something other than Snoop from The Wire. You know, you know that's all she gets is calls to play Snoop again. So if Spike Lee calls her and says, hey, I want you to play a female heterosexual prostitute and I want you to play a soft character, if I'm Snoop and I really want to pursue acting, I can get why she would be like, you know what? I want to try that and show that but I can like, do this because, bro, like she had to fucking get on top of the dude. Like she had to have a basic nasty B-list Jason's lyric sex scene with this nigga. And I never knew that I never wanted to see this until my eyes were feasting. On but it. see, like, I guess the whole problem with this is like Snoop wasn't only Snoop on the wire. The Snoop was Snoop every time you fucking seen her. So like, I, yeah. did you did you just keep this shit up for so long so I can't feel bad for you not getting the calls that you wanted because you never looked like anything else bitch you never hit a red carpet without some Timberlands like <laughs> so this is very weird to see you go from Averex to your titties out like uh, I, I, uh, do you think that this the, creep, is a- the creep in me always wants to see a new pair of tits right but I don't know if you I'm fall. running to see this pair yeah I don't want to see this, this is a pair I, I didn't want bro pair. like and, and 
<clears throat> kind of getting into that mind frame, right? Like we're off put at the idea of Snoop from the wire, like getting naked and having well, because and you sex. you want to know now, why she had like a Let strap me... on and was no. like banging a female uh female vampire from the back. I'm like, this makes sense to me. Let me tell but you for why some right reason, now. My mind is fucked. It's weird for two reasons primarily. Because please either, explain this to me. Either one, she has those fucking braids in. She didn't, and it was terrible. Or two, she didn't exactly. <laughs> Exactly, yeah, so like my Bob. Nigga. Pro- so she had on the most stereotypical Bob cut prostitute wig. That they Fam, had. some yellow. They always give him a yellow Bob cut prostitute wig, right? It's, what is that? It sounds like you're describing an interview from uh, Soft White Underbelly, fam. Which you know, I love that shit. <laughs> Which is more stereotypical, the yellow golden Bob wig for prostitutes, or the braid wig for gangsters in Tyler Perry movies? What's the what's the question again? I want to make sure I answer this Which right. Which one is more stereotypical? The Bob Yellow wig for prostitutes or the braids wig for bad guys in Tyler Perry movies? Tyler Perry did it so bad, I gotta give it to him, fam. Like it's so, so, so bad. It's because like girl, when Tyler girl, six, on- girl Six has the prostitute fucking blonde bob. And the I'm I'm thinking bob. that's okay right now. But those Yellow, fucking sh- Shamar Moore braids are um egregious, I believe is the word. It's like he literally sits on his couch writing his newest script and he goes, bad guy, braids, Timberlands, plumber's outfit. Like, bro, why do you do this every day? Anyway, the other thing I had a problem with, the sweet blood of Jesus, before we wrap this part of the show up, this is the last thing I'm going to tell you I had a problem with in this movie. Mm-hmm. It seems like Spike Lee is becoming a nasty old man. And I wish I could say in front of our very eyes, but he's doing it like kind of low key. Like if you're not looking for Spike Lee movies, he's getting away with this weirdo shit and nobody's paying attention to it. This nigga wrote this movie and I've come to the conclusion after watching it. He only wrote this movie to watch these two women in this movie have sex on camera. Yeah, that's pretty good. I guarantee you. Because none of the script made sense, but the sex scene between these two particular women in this movie Went on entirely longer than it needed to. Bro. And I can imagine him having this fantasy. And after he had this fantasy out loud, he said, the sweet blood of Jesus. <laughs> and that's how you got the title to the movie. It's I swear weird. to God, I can see it. Do you want to talk about more uh, men who are like becoming nasty semi in front of our Let's young do it, guys? Please, please. Um, right out of how here, do you, please. How do you feel about Clifford Harris making this attempt at stand-up? I'm so glad you brought this up. Let me write on my page right where... Bingo, let's hit the next topic. <laughs> okay. I I wrote this down when he first did the first little stand-up thing. To I had talk to let about, it breathe. But it wasn't enough there. This to, is what we probably I had to let it breathe. We, it was, I, yeah, I, was I could like, probably I go back. I'm about to like, look now and see how many weeks we it was. Topics. I'm about to see but how many I weeks wanted, it was. Bro, I honestly wanted to let it... Uh, What's it called when you swirl the wine in the glass? I wanted to aromagate. <laughs> aromagate. Of, yeah, uh, f- f- I want to say fumigate. We'll leave it at aromagate for now until we know find out wrong. the real world. Bro, I wanted to let that whole topic aromagate because I knew it would grow legs, bro. Like, There's no way T.I. is going on stage at comedy clubs and performing with regularity and dedication. And there's not going to be a bigger story than he's doing it. Because we could obviously laugh at the fact that he's doing it. But this has to pay off in fruit. There's no way there's no fruit coming from the street. That's what I was thinking. And we already got the fruit. 
I love you, fam, because a whole seven weeks ago I wrote this down and and passed it up because again there just wasn't enough to this. It like ah, could, look, I can't. Nothing is worse than biting into the green banana, bro. You gotta I, wait till that shit get the brown spot. The thing that made me write it down was this uh this uh latest uh shot that he had, whatever, at this fucking show in New York, fam. And like what shout out to the white dude in the front row, fam. Whoever whoever your name is, Tony, Kevin, Brad. Corey, Chris, yeah, who, whatever your name is, bro, I want to. I want to applaud you for not only looking like you was one there by yourself, but two being in the front row and like not backing off of the acceptable heckle. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. I mean, and you want to know what? I didn't even think about this until right now. But T, I sent you that clip of Ti last week at that fucking show, interrupting that girl up there at the, same, at the comedy Tiny's, show uh, for bringing up him and tiny and and again we're not talking about will again but again look, look at look at how this thing is playing out already and how comfortable you called that, it fam you he looks so childish and dumb and stupid in that video sitting on that girl stage like that and like it it, it looked ridiculous or like fam, he went up on stage and like hugged her to snatch the mic like bro you look like such a bitch right now it's ridiculous like and if you none of your homies told like you that, about this you know what else I don't like about this, Wes, to, to elaborate, mm-hmm. on what, elaborate on what you're saying? I know you know people like this because you grew up like I grew up, right? Mm-hmm. There's always niggas in the hood that's like this, right? Like me and you, we do a podcast, so we we delve in comedy, if not just a little bit. Right. Maybe sometimes we embarrass ourselves and people happen to laugh. Yeah. Whatever. Tomato, tomato, right? Right. Clifford Tip Hair strikes me as the nigga in the neighborhood that goes, hey, y'all, I don't really riff. So keep them jokes up off of me. For sure. And after a couple of times, you just leave bro alone. Like, you kind of making me want to joke on you more. But fuck it, bro. If you're going to be a poor sport about it, I'll leave you alone. You can't be that I don't joke type of nigga and then go into the direct fucking line of work that is jokes. Yeah. Fam, you can't be Mr. He made an album called I'm Serious. I'm Serious. Don't kick a... (laughs) I don't know why T.I. jumps into the... One day we're going to talk about, and maybe today is the day, one day we got to talk about how T.I. half-asses any venture that Man. is not rap music. Woo-wee! A coup? <laughs> Remember his clothing line? Yeah. Half-assed it. He put it out. It made it to City Trends and Man Alive. He gave it up after a year and a half, right? True. This is true. And I like the coup. He had some fly shit. He had some decent shit. You know what else was decent? Mm. ATL. Me yep. and my wife love that movie. He did a fine job in that and fucking American Gangster. What else have we seen him in? Whatever. Yeah. No big right. deal, right? <laughs> Podcasting. The nigga had a podcast not even a year ago. Yeah. Guess what? It didn't take off fast enough for him. Gave so he's up. out. The show yeah. is over. It's canceled. He don't do nothing but rapping for the love. And, and listen, if if you are Michael Jordan and this is your basketball, right. you can dabble in baseball. I ain't got no problem with tip dabbling, right. but it's a way to dabble, Hell right? Yeah. Like, and I want to get to what you're saying, and I want to leave it back to you. But I am so for people heckling Ti on stage, <laughs> and here's why: <laughs> until he's good at it, and if yeah. you want to keep going till he's good, I support that. I'm not saying don't chase your dreams to a certain age, because, you know, I kind of got a thing against that. But (laughs) 
until he's good, I want him to be heckled because when yeah. you do what T.I. does and jump the line, he jumped the line with podcaster, right? I got a big name. I can jump straight in and have thousands and thousands of listeners because of my name. And I don't really got to do this podcast and shit. Whereas you got not even just talking about me and you, but there's mm-hmm. millions, thousands of podcasts out there of motherfuckers that work hard every day or every week to put their shit out. And they don't get to see a fraction of the success that Tip gets to see on his first episode. Right. So when you jump the line like that in podcasting and in comedy and in fashion, and you use your name to get a significant advantage over everybody else that works hard, you deserve what you're going to get when you get heckled. That's my view of it. Nah, I I, I agree wholeheartedly. And like I say, it it was really karma coming back around to bite his ass for real, for real, because of what he did to that girl. But also to your point, because that's what I thought about. Like he he has used his face card to enter into these other things. And like you say, not not followed, not followed through with it. I think that's how you say that. (laughs) Followed. Yeah, followed. 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 But um, yeah, back to my man, Corey. I wanted to applaud him because Corey was hitting that nigga with the like hitting him with the with the throat cut like and he was really cracking himself up doing it and like what i don't like about i don't even want to call it ti's brand of comedy because it's just ti trying to say stuff in uh um in like a um trap music voice like the voice that the voice that he yeah the voice that he rapped uh, in trap music with is how he tries to tell all of his jokes and like Mm -hmm. he's they're not even jokes. They're just like shit that you would say standing around on the porch. Like they hood stories for real, for real. That he just Here's trying some to things get off. that I noticed and I wrote in yeah. my phone. <laughs> and to and to his, like T.I. is still concerned about being the man of his neighborhood. Yeah. And I think that's where his downfall comes into play and why he gets he get into these other things. And he half-assed it and everybody can see his half-assed energy and attempt. So nobody, every, they reciprocate the half-assed energy that he puts into it. You know what I'm saying? And then when he don't get the response back, he just quits. So it, it just confirms what everybody had already thought that you wasn't all the way into this. But if you want to rap, bro, like give me the raps. Because like if you think about T.I. had said it at one point, I think when the when the when the wild versus talk was going back and forth and it was the you know, which I, I'll still probably take a T.I. versus Wayne. Um, I don't I, I want think, him versus Wayne. I would take the T.I. versus 50. I would take I, the T.I. versus 50. I, I, I will not. But we'll even look same fucking nigga. He was so gung ho when he wanted who he wanted, mm-hmm. and then when Buster came for his ass, your boy was like, "Hey, oh no, man! Hey, hey you more like a pet to me, man! <laughs> hey, suck man! My dick, you, yeah, you, but like he's he's on brand, like that man, that that's his brand. So it's only gonna take a little bit more of these uh, comedy shows like this that he's just not gonna be able to take. He gonna feel like he's uh, way too respectable and honorable to be out there getting booed, and he's just not gonna put himself on the line like that. He gonna he'll probably spend it in the people don't appreciate you know the stories that he's trying to tell or what he's trying to do. But either way, he should stop. Yeah, because a, a lot of comedy is vulnerability, right? A lot of it is like you have to be more than willing to be the butt of some jokes. You know what I mean? Like every comedian don't get to be Dave Chappelle, where you approach it with this sense of prestige, and right. you know what I mean. Dave Chappelle is privileged and talented enough to be able to do a set while elevated above the situation, right? Like most comedians have to drop and become mm-hmm. the the one being laughed at to get right. the laughs, right? right? Right. Again, I don't mean you have to play yourself or embarrass yourself or be a fucking buffoon, but for the most part, comedians are looked at as kind of like, I don't want to say subhuman, but like these are niggas we laugh at. You know what I mean? Like Kevin Hart, he's amazing. Kevin Hart is a fucking legend, but Kevin Hart got to where he got to 
with us laughing at him first. Right. 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 Laughing at him and his kids and his home situation. He got to that level with us laughing at him, laughing at his uncle. You're going to learn today. Right. You know what I mean? Like he was the butt of those jokes he was telling us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You don't get to come in at Dave Chappelle's position where it's like, I'm elevated slightly above this room. And yeah. let me tell y'all a little bit about my life so y'all can find humor. In and it. and it's even to come in that way. Yeah. And, and he even taking a different approach from what we talked about last week or two weeks ago when we was talking about DC Young Fly and Desi and them. Like, even them niggas in some shape, form, or fashion are doing the work. Mm-hmm. T.I. just thinks if he goes to the smaller rooms, that's doing the work. And it's like, nah, fam, you're still using your face card mm-hmm. to, to come in here and just tell stories. You're not, you're not writing jokes. You're not, you know what I'm saying? You don't got to niggas around you writing jokes like you're not trying to like be creative or genius with it you're supposed to be sitting your ass down and observing yeah. other people's sets and and, and rubbing elbows with other comedians and talking and building you ain't supposed to be going in and fucking like i should kind of be the headliner and you fucking up somebody else's headlining night because mm-hmm. now you in the building and you taking all the attention away from him like he's like, learning all the wrong lessons yeah him. and i and i halfway wanted to bring it up a couple of weeks ago when um and i didn't get all the details of it but i could understand where he was coming from without even having to watch it when uh godfrey was kind of giving him you know what i'm saying he was like hey i'm not trying to disrespect him but the like why why would i come out and watch you after why i just did I what you? i did like yeah, are you kidding me like you, you. can't i i respect you fam and like congrats to you for coming out here and doing that but i'm nigga i'm me like and I i've been me, me for I a long do time this. yeah just I do this just, just like if you came up here and did 20 of your hits and then they like hey godfrey about to come out and rap nigga you gonna stand on the side of the stage and laugh dog like yep. And I'm not doing comedy, and you still gonna laugh at me. So it's like, nah, bro. Like you, Ti never seemingly understands that the shoes sometimes do switch positions, and you gotta yeah. wear them bitches sometimes, man. Which is very interesting because Ti always comes off as a thinking man, and it kind of surprises right. me that he didn't think about the fact that the way that you, that Ti, you Ti, if you're looking at comedian as kind of like a subgenre of the culture, like you are kind of like a half a step underneath the rappers in our culture. Mm-hmm. If you go to do comedy, you got to take that same step down, nigga. Like, why has yeah. he not thought of that? It's and weird. Like to say, lo- love Ti, educated brother. He knows yeah, a lot of big words, but like, let's not cap y'all. He be using some of them wrong. Speaking of using some of that shit wrong, bro, I saw a commercial the other day and I had to talk to you about this. Like, this is like, this is so different, butter. Like, this is on brand for us, or at least me, because I'm always bringing you stupid shit to talk about. So here's my stupid thing of the week, bro. There's a, a men's garment company called Bird Dogs. Have you heard of it or seen any commercial for this? I have movie? heard of Bird Dogs. I can't remember, but you like, I've, I've heard the name. Yeah, I've sell, heard the right? name. Yeah, 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 name. yeah. Bird Dog sells pants with underwear sewn in them. And when I saw the commercial for this product, I rolled my eyes. And right after I stopped myself from saying, look, this is some white people shit because I'm trying not to be too racist in my home life. I immediately after that, I said, see, these are people that have completely given up on pussy, bro. Like, there is no way. Like, there was a joke that went around like 10, 15 years ago where it was like niggas were saying, like, you have never seen somebody get head in camo shorts. That was funny to me back then. That was a good joke. That's a I mean, lie. people get head in camo yeah, shorts. Yeah, I was about to say, that's a lie. But it's a funny joke. Like, camo shorts or cargo shorts, you've never seen nobody get head in cargo It's funny. But this one right here, bro, having your underwear sewed into your dockers, 
That sounds disgusting. That's got to be the most no pussiest <laughs> shit I've seen in a very, very long time. It and the way disgusting. that they were selling it on the commercial, and I, I hope I'm not fucking up any potential sponsorships down the line. I don't we, want, we I cannot don't want sell the, your product. I don't want the bird dog one. Hey, fam, bird I'm not dog. Gonna lie. Yeah. I'm just telling you now, bird dog, we can't sell your product. Uh, bird bird dog, can't. if your deal and the Coke deal is on the table, fam, I'm taking the Coke I'm deal. taking the Coke. <laughs> and I might have to shave my beard for the Coke. Before yeah, no, but I'm taking that one. Sewn in draw. Bro. Who I'm also thinking to myself, other than like you obviously don't get pussy, but I'm thinking to myself, like, what white man was writing down sketches of the 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 design of these pants and thinking to themselves, I'm just so sick of taking these off at different periods. Like, bro, I have never in my life taken my taken my pants off and then taken my drawers off and went, I just really can't stand that second step. Like yeah. Who the fuck needs these two things to be combined? I hate uh, lining in swim trunks. Swim, me too, fam. I cut I them gave right up swim out. trunks at like fifteen. Bro. Nah, I cut them out, bro. My, one of my favorite pair of shorts is a pair of swim trunks, bro. And I just cut the lining out of them bitches because I was like, yo, I like these shorts as shorts. I don't, I don't even, I don't know if I've ever swam in these things. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you don't know if you've ever swam in your trunks. I, yeah, I don't think I ever swam in my trunks. How could they this have been? This goes back to your Spike Lee point, though. Like, how could this have passed over so many eyes? How <laughs> have so many people looked at these bird dog pants and been like, yep, we need drawers in the pants? Like, and, and this is obviously for old white men that like golf and are, you know, department heads and pussy is the last thing on their minds, right? But even if you make that point, now you're crossing into the territory of, I kind of shit on myself sometimes. Right. That's exactly what I'm thinking. It's, that's what I say. First, it's disgusting, but maybe this is just a case of like somebody finally got a patent. Like maybe they've been patent chasing for a long time. Maybe they're an engineer or a designer and they f- really found something that somebody else told them was a okay idea. Cause you couldn't have said this is a great idea when somebody told you this. Didn't we just get done doing this a little while ago with some black designer that was sewing like Sewing into their pants that made it look like you had a little sag going, but you actually didn't because yeah, the drawers were just that, sewing above the waistline. Balenciaga or something like that. That was know. weird. Like, yeah. bro, stop doing weird shit with drawers and pants. Like, I like pants. I like drawers. I don't need them combined, bro. Yeah, stop I trying think, to put them together. Yeah, I think I think Balenciaga tried to give us the saggers. Balenciaga tried to give us the saggers. Yeah, and then we had a whole racism talk that week. We're <laughs> yeah, always yeah. covering racism here. That's the one news. And it's really it's really racist here. because they made those, and I think we said it then too. But they made those for white girls to wear, and it's very very weird. White girls, or this is what you put on Aaliyah in her I said casket. It. I said white. I didn't try to. I tried to try to make it through the pod without saying that. Nope, too late. Well, at least you haven't <laughs> yelled yet this week. I haven't. But let's see if you yell about this. Did you see Shit. the beef between uh, Wiz and Gilly the King? I'm going Gilly the Kid this week. It is not it's Gilly the Kid. And I was going to ask you if you saw this because I know you don't I frequent those this. streets so much. But I, I definitely, but I, saw I definitely this. wanted to. Get, but like. Go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead, you know, lay, lay well, foundation on this thing. For those of y'all that might not be privy, and I'm sure it's the majority of y'all, because it's so stupid, but be- that's the reason why I want to talk about it, because it's so fucking stupid, is Gilly Old Man Philadelphia rapper that's now Podnester is fucking, apparently got a problem with Wiz Khalifa because Wiz Khalifa's body is awesome, first bro, of all. I, I keep keep going, but them niggas interview anybody. All right. Bro, and they are, like, I, if it wasn't for Wallow, I'm telling you. Like, Wallow is the only good thing going on over there. And I like Gilly, like, most yeah, times. Yeah, but this right definitely. here, you're wrong about this, bro. Like, 
Wiz Khalifa has. Let's talk about okay, it. Okay, let's talk. Let's yep, talk. Let's talk about <laughs> let's it. Talk. Uh, let's okay. do it. <laughs> Wiz Khalifa has gone from scar- scrawny Snoop Dogg of the 2010s to now he is jacked MMA fighter body, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he yeah. works out and he trains plus smokes weed now. So he has added smokes weed to smokes weed and works out, right? <laughs> right. So his body is amazing. It was funny because when I first went on my little diet and started working out, I was trying to explain to my wife how like I'm scared that I'm going to become like the diet and workout man. And when you talk to me, that's all I'm going to want to talk to you about is carrots. Right. Because when you get in shape, like you, it has to be in the forefront of your mind most lifestyle. of the day. So when the, yeah, it, it becomes a lifestyle. So when motherfuckers talk to you, it's kind of the first thing you go to is like, yeah, bro, you know, I was counting the calories on pancakes the other day. And when you know <laughs> it, it's 180 per serving. And don't you know a serving is only a teaspoon of pancake? Yeah. Like, you start talking weird. Like yeah. I've caught myself talking diet weird to people. And I have to remind myself, Obviously, after I've talked 20 minutes about diet and exercise, I have to stop myself like, bro, nobody don't give a fuck about this. Don't turn into that guy. And it's so hard not to turn into that guy, especially when you start seeing results and you get excited and your head gets pumped up. By the way, I'm down 30 pounds since February. Nice. 30 pounds, bro. Hold 30 piece. See, I'm doing it already. But anyway, listen. I tried to tell my wife, like, if I want, if I was to be like jacked one day and like ripped and really, really nice, but I would want to be like Wiz about it because Wiz don't go out the house in a bunch of fucking tight fitted shit trying to always show you his muscles. If you wasn't checking for it, this is what I said weeks ago before all this happened because now I'm wrong. I was going to say, like, you're wrong. Now I'm wrong. You're wrong, man. At the moment, I was saying, like, he kind of keeps his fitness low key. Like, he don't put it in your face all the time. But something happened to where now I'm just. I'm so wrong. Like all over his social media, it's him and his boxers with his dick out, working out, doing pelvic thrusts. And it's just like, now I'm, as a Wiz fan, I didn't expect this from Wiz, bro. Like Wiz got to know that this is a weird look. He has but to I know. But I also that don't this like Gilly coming for him. Gilly came for him and said, bro, you know, at first he jokingly was saying some shit like, you know, you got to stop working out in them tiny, tiny draws or I'm going to unfollow you, which is a good joke for a nigga his age or whatever. But then I guess like Gilly got blocked for bullying and he blamed Wiz for it. Well, yeah, he the said second, Wiz wasn't told. There's yeah. no way Wiz told. I, do, I don't agree with the second part, but the first part I do agree with. And I, I really only like, of course, it was like jokey, jokey, but it was dead ass serious. And where he won me over in his joke is when he said, you're serving strapping balls. And I was like, <laughs> nigga, yes. That's exactly where I no, find the problem. Because like, even I'm going to keep it 100, bro. Like, like I'm a Wiz fan. I've been a Wiz fan for a long time. Still a Wiz fan. Like, this shit is weird. But, like, not. It made me. You have to. You be like, yo, is that a nigga dick? Like it makes you be like, yeah, it's like I'm not, I'm not well, tripping. I never want to see the outline of your bell hair, bro. That's no. what I'm saying. Like, I, and like, bro, I don't, I don't give a fuck about none of the other shit. But like, just the literal is that, bro? Is that your dick? And like, not are are these boxers or are these shorts? And either way, why are you wearing these small motherfucking shorts in the gym, big dog? Like, no pun intended, I guess. But like, <laughs> why? Why do you got on these little shorts in the gym around a whole bunch of other niggas? And, like, you just expect the rest of the niggas to be cool. And, like, because you frequent a place that you probably – that's probably – it's probably only 80 y'all that go to this gym and just be in this gym all goddamn day. So, of course, they don't care. But don't act like these eight niggas who you only work out around assimilate the thoughts of the other 
uh, 50,000 people who started new gym memberships in January and don't want to see your dick out. Like, <laughs> Bro, I love Cushion Orange Juice like anybody else, but I don't want to see Wiz's shaft. So I get yeah. that part. And you know me, I'm a proprietor of bullying. Like, bring bullying back. I'm with Gilly saying, put your dick away, bro. I'm with it. But then when he got... I guess suspended or whatever from his Instagram account and then immediately started blaming Wiz saying that Wiz told on him and got him suspended for bullying and then started calling him all kind of pussy ass niggas and shit. Why will why Gilly always take everything too far? Well, uh, that's yeah, too far. I, I don't know. Wiz even, a pussy ass Yeah, nigga I mean, even Wiz, Wiz responded to that. Wiz said, I tried to help the nigga get his page back and he declined. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> even even if you was going, like, even if you already knew, because that's on brand for Gilly, like, even if you already knew you was going to go back to the internet and do that, like, it probably would have been something to clear with a nigga. And I don't even want to say clear with a nigga, but, like, tell the nigga, like, hey, fam, you know, I still got the jokes, though, right? Because yeah, it's funny. Like, these off. It is yeah, funny. It's funny. Yeah. It's yeah, it's if, funny, but it's nothing, but it's still it's still true though, fam. It's still true. Like I, there's like real questions that need to be answered behind the shorts, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> like let's not again. Like we live we live in this space where like the, not to say that that's true, but like Gilly said, like a nigga talk about some I'm bullying him. Like well, we live in a world where that's a true statement that people actually say, fam. So like it's not out of the realm of something that somebody could have said in response to that. So like, but that that's still just because you feel like I'm bullying you don't mean you right for wearing your little ass shorts, dog. Like. <laughs> Bro, shame got to show back up to school, bro. Like shame has been like missing in attendance for some years like, now. They expect you not to crack on the kid's mom who show up in the moo moo. Like nah, fam, you definitely fam, about to catch these jokes tomorrow on recess, bro. Like I, I love you, homie, but like we will all be semi embarrassed in the situation. I wouldn't expect nothing less from y'all if it was me. This was actually a written down topic that I had on here that you stumbled on because you're great at podcasting, bro. <laughs> Let me, first of all, before I go and get into these couple of examples, I want to ask you the overall blanketed question. <clears throat> to you, and the best way you can break this down in a podcasting way while overthinking it, <laughs> how important do you think personal shame is for a person? Like, Do you think shame is something that us moving forward as a culture and as a country, because we are starting to get rid of shame, right? Like people should be proud of who they are and what they like. And I'm with all of that, but I think individuals, this is my personal opinion, of course, I think individuals should still carry some shame about some things. Do you think shame is important at all? Or do you think we should do away with it? Or how do you nah, feel when it comes I, to that I, I, th- I think it's important. I think it has a different word that people identify it by. I think it's okay. humility. Um, oh, that's yeah, better yeah. than shame. You're yeah, right. yeah. I think people say, you know, you have to have some humility about yourself. So, like, that's the that's where people tell you don't get too big headed, don't let your ego take over. You know, still, that's where the treat the treat the, the the janitor and the CEO, you know, come into place in the sandbox rule to treat people how you want to be treated. I think um, that's what humility means. You again, like you, you know, re- respect people. You know, is is ultimately the goal. So, I definitely think it's important to walk around with that because if not, you're a fucking demon, and I don't want you anywhere in my circle. <laughs> Because I get the the C word, the consideration, the A word, accountability. Like th- those are two words that go into this humility and shame. And if you're not, if you lacking for real, for real, in one or the other or both, like you're not really somebody I really want around me. So like, and see, I, I fuck with you because you you are such a clean thinker, bro. I want to compliment you on that because <laughs> yes, I agree with everything you're saying, and humility is a good word. But that's not exactly what I'm saying, although it is its close cousin. Like, it's the cousin Mm -hmm. that spends the night almost Mm -hmm. every other weekend. I'm talking about the dirtier side of humility. Because that, yes, is all true. I'm talking about the shame shit. Like, you have snot dried up underneath your nose, and it's been there for an hour. 
And once I tell you or you notice it, you should feel bad inside. Like I'm talking about like if you, like you shouldn't walk outside in your boxers and flip flops, even if you are just going to the mailbox. Okay. Like, to me, that doesn't say humility. That says shame. I feel like there's a slight difference in the two. In in those instances, um, yeah, I don't I don't know where I fall let, on that. Let me give you an example. Let me yeah, give you I don't an know, example. I don't know this where is I fall. the perfect time for me to give me, give you my first example. <laughs> So, again, I'm turning into that nigga, right? Like, I'm mm-hmm. down in some weight. I'm feeling better. I'm working out. I'm eating right, whatever, whatever, right? I was walking home as I normally do. I told you I've been walking mm-hmm. to and from work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was walking home from work. I only live about a mile from work. It was a beautiful day outside, Wes. I'm mm-hmm. talking about, like, not a cloud in the sky. Sure. It was, like, a perfect, like, 64 degrees, mountaintop weather. I want to let the you know that people on the other side of the country can't picture that. 64 Nobody degrees and not a I'm cloud? Sorry, what? Not, what are you was, saying? I literally couldn't spin a 360 circle <laughs> and find you a cloud. It was the bluest sky. And I'm walking home from work, from my like fucking heavy duty job with my car hard on because I go to work so early. It's still cold when I go to mm-hmm. work. And I was walking. I was about a quarter way through the walk and I started thinking to myself like, I've been doing my little exercises every day. I feel really good right now. And you ever like just test yourself mentally and be like, I said to myself, like, I wonder if I can run the rest of the way home. Like, I literally thought that I was like, do I got enough gas in me? Like, am I fit enough at this point to run the rest? Bro, of- let like, me just stop give you. him a little jog <laughs> home. Let me stop you. So I've been, I've been back on my walking shit the past couple of days, right? Do you ever I, like feel like I'm feeling kind of good? Like, can I, went I out, run? Dog, I went out earlier for my second walk, right? And I got to one part of my walk, and I lied to you not, fam. I took six six runs, and I was like, oh, yeah, I can do it. I was, <laughs> okay. Okay. It's I was like, not I can just do me. It. Thank yeah. I was like, I could do the it. sweet blood of Jesus. Thank <laughs> God, bro. Okay. So I was thinking that, Wes. I was like, man, I kind of want to see how much run I got in me, like, how long can I can I make it all the way home with a nice run, bro? And, and then I looked down at the fact that I had on my uh, composite toe work shoes, mm-hmm. my jeans, my Carhartt jacket, and my work like my fucking what do you call it? Your collared polo with polo. the logo mm-hmm. on it. And I had work clothes on still, and I thought to myself like, damn man, as bad as I want to work, like run home and test myself, mm-hmm. that would look insane. A six foot three black man. <laughs> running for no reason through your neighborhood complex. And you want to know what's bound to happen? You will fall. Oh, I'm bound to fall. But even if <laughs> I don't fall, fall, like, the last thing I need is for some scientist that makes $127,000 a year <laughs> to look out of their fucking apartment window and see my 315-pound, six-foot-three black ass running full speed in street clothes past their window. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, think yeah. something is obviously wrong. Like, and then I thought to myself, and I had a little giggle before I wrote this down to talk to you on the podcast. It's like, it's funny how it's only acceptable to be running along the street if you have on neon volt colors. Like, if you I, don't have on like your running attire, bro, and if you're just running in jeans, some I really people hate are gonna you. think something's wrong, right? I really hate you because that's the thought that I had earlier too. I had on my Air Maxes. I was like, man, if I start running in these Air Maxes, they just gonna think I'm a nigga running through the neighborhood. They ain't gonna, gonna think, think I'm trying to exercise. Yeah, bro, they gonna think, think something else is going. I said I got to put my running shoes on if I'm gonna run through the neighborhood, so people understand that this is what I came out to do. Ain't Not that, that I'm running because you got to prepare to just run for a little bit. Yeah, and then like. 
you said you said the word running like I and I think maybe now that you know we're, we're semi along in the same journey and like you discovering shit not only about yourself but about working out and shit like nobody ever told you that run is not one speed or one pace or one motion. Mm. A motherfucker just told you to run, and in your brain you think, "Take the fuck off." <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I got to get my four forty on real quick. Yeah, I mean right. it's like nah, fam. You can run at your own pace, and you can get it done how you need to get it done. Mm-hmm. And that makes a hell of a difference. I think once you just start understanding some shit about like working out and health and dumb shit like that, it makes it a lot more easier to digest, for lack of better terms. But doom, bro, it's I, like I really want to test and see where my running is at because like. Almost 20 years ago, when I worked at Airnet with all the homies and shit that I've grown up to become family of mine, like we used to run all the time. And mm-hmm. it's something about being a, a man and particularly a black man. Like, again, stop me if this is just me and I don't mind if it's just me. But in your mind, if there's something that you were ever able to do well in your life, you think that you can always still do it. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I used to be good at sit-ups in like the fourth grade. And in my mind, I still think I could bust you down 25 sit-ups in a row. I yeah. probably can't, but I think <laughs> I can. You know what I mean? When I used to work for Airnet, I used to be able to book it. Like I was kind of fast. I could mm-hmm. run for a good amount of time. I'm not sure if I can anymore. You know what I, I mean? mean? And this is the shit that's dangerous because in the same token, niggas think they can fight and ain't fought no <laughs> True, and true. that's how niggas end up on videos on World Star and Reddit. Is what true. I'm telling you. True, true, absolutely. Dangerous. Yeah, yeah. Nah, you gotta uh, know yourself. I think that's that's how the boy said it. <laughs> you gotta and know I, I just, I just encourage you um, if you're gonna test this running thing out, man, do it on a Friday. That way, if you don't got nothing planned on Saturday, you can let God take over. So that way, if I pull something, because that's, right. that's the scariest part. If you hey, pull you bust, up wrong, bust a knee one time. Yeah, bro. And then back. And my second example of shame for you that I have this week was. I <laughs> I happened to be catching a clip. My algorithm was giving me the nasty to see. Well, mm, this ain't nasty. Mm, mm. I, what was it? WrestleMania 30 or something? Some special WrestleMania just mm-hmm, passed. Mm-hmm. And I caught a clip of like fucking uh, all the legends was there. Uh, Hulk Hogan came out to the ring. And then while he was out there talking about how special WrestleMania is, Stone Cold Steve Austin came out mm-hmm. and they shared a moment and, you know, Stone Cold was giving it up to how, like, although he's probably looked at as one of the faces of wrestling, Stone Cold wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Hulkamania and eating his vitamins, which was a dope-ass moment. In the mm-hmm. middle of them talking, fucking the, the beat dropped for the Rock's intro, and Rock nice. walked out, and nice. them three stood in the ring. And it was a dope-ass moment. But there was a part in that that made me laugh that I had to write down this to talk to you about shame again. When Hulk came out, now I get it. You're at WrestleMania. They're not telling you exactly who's going to be there. You just know that it's basically the Super Bowl of wrestling, right? It's an exciting thing. If you can get front row at WrestleMania, that's probably a dream come true for a fucking wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. I saw, because they fixated the camera on this one too old to be there black guy, right? (laughs) And he probably was like a balding 28. Like, you know how like you're 28, but you're balding aggressively. So you look more like 36. Probably 38, you know what yeah. I mean? So, and he was screaming at the top of his lungs the Hulkamania entrance song. Like, you know that I am a mm-hmm. real American. And like, he was so happy and so <laughs> excited to be there. And I started thinking to myself, like, am I the sick one for looking at him like, bro, you should be embarrassed for yourself. Like, you should not be so openly 
having such a good time at this because I don't get me wrong. If a nigga showed up to my door with two free tickets to WrestleMania, I would go. Right. It, front row and all of that. Like if, if a nigga really like presented me the opportunity to go to WrestleMania and see something like this, I would go. I would be excited. But if I saw a camera pointed at me, nigga, I would hide, bro. Now is I mean, that you in sick the, shame? You in the front row, like you gonna be seen. You gonna be seen, but I would you be trying be not to be seen. That's gonna be hard, fam. It's gonna so be extra you, hard. Do you think it's unreasonable for me to be embarrassed of something like that? Yeah, a little bit. Because like I'm about to we, be 40 years old. We come bro. from an era where that shit was important. So like yeah, if sure. again, if you didn't know who was gonna be there and somebody came and knocked on your door and was like, hey fam, you wanna go to WrestleMania? Fuck it. And you sat front row <laughs> and you I just like happened. Fuck to... it at the end. Yeah. Fuck it. That's you dismissing <laughs> the shame, by the way. Yeah, it's like if I just so happened to show up to WrestleMania tonight and I got to see Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, and The Rock, like when these niggas is long gone from wrestling. Uh, I don't. I don't really give a fuck how you think I look on the TV. Cause make sure you catch me as I stick my foam finger out to get an autograph. <laughs> like, Hulkster man, what I'm right trying to clash head. beers with Stone Cold. I'm trying to give the Rock the people's eyebrow. Like, nigga, what's up? <laughs> like, you got me fucked up. I'm here now. We in it. We in it I to wish, win it. I wish y'all could see Wes's <laughs> eyebrow. Wes's people eyebrow basically consists of him closing one eye. Yeah, nah, my, do nothing. My, my people's eyebrow belong in a psychiatric ward, fam. Like, it belonged <laughs> locked in somewhere. His eyebrows literally didn't move at all. His hey, eye just closed. Hey, really wait, to, hey, don't ever see my wink. <laughs> <laughs> All of it, bro, it's a, and again, like, I don't want to be trying to project my own insecurities on people because, again, y'all know me. I'm the nigga that goes to the bathroom and change clothes still after fucking <laughs> nearly 20 years of marriage. So I get it, bro. Like, I get it. I'm, I'm weird. I can, I'm okay with being the outlier in this, but, you know, I'll come know, over here to talk yourself. about shit. Know yourself. Yeah, you I will yourself. go with you, fam. You don't got to feel no shame. We in there together. Bro, have you been getting these, um, have you been getting scam texts on your phone? I think I've, uh, yes, uh, yes. I, bro, hold on. Let me go on my phone right now. I have been getting the weirdest fucking scam texts on a consistent basis lately, bro. Like from different numbers, they'll come like four, five, six back to back sometimes. And I want to read you what these motherfuckers say. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Me... It says free MSG semicolon, right? Like free message. It's, it's presenting. Like, it's coming to you from T-Mobile or whoever your cell phone service provider might be, right? It says, free message. <clears throat> and I'm reading I've, this to no, you. No, I know exactly verbatim. what you... T- I've, I've definitely gotten this text. You've gotten like, these? Yes. It says, and, and you want to know, know what fucks me up about it before you even read it? It looks like it comes from me. Oh, it's coming from your phone number? It it shows my like the pictures that I have set as my oh, contact weird. ID. Yeah, fam. So that's, that's how weird. I really... That's not how it's like, coming no to me. Way. It's coming to me from some weird... I've gotten it both ways. Number. I've gotten but it both like, ways. Let me, bro. This motherfucker says free message. Your bill is paid for March. Thanks. Here's a little gift for you. And then there's a hyperlink. A right? link, of course. Yeah. Uh, there's Click a hyperlink the link so click. it can eat your phone. So it can eat your phone. Take all your information. <laughs> get all your passwords. Take all your dick pics out of your phone. Yeah. I never clicked it. But uh-uh. moments later, I wrote this down to talk to you about this because this was so fucking rich. I was like, God, this is why God blessed me with a podcast. <laughs> moments later. Somebody out of the 19 people that this spam text went to went, my bill for what? And no, then another, it got interesting. My bill for what? I, I kind of giggled to myself and not even seconds after my giggle went away, 
somebody else that was in the group that got texted said, it's a scam, bro. Just go about your day with a laughing emoji. So me being the ass that I am, I had to give dude his props because I enjoy good comedy. Right. I held down the text, gave him the ha-ha bubble because he deserves it, right? He did. Another person came right behind him and said, it's not an AI. It's an AI. It's not a real person. So I'm like, well, shit, I got to represent, bro. We're part of the Dipped in Butter program. I got to say something, too. And I put in the group text, dog. When have you ever been rewarded for taking care of your responsibilities? <laughs> <as an adult? laughs> Flat out. Flat out. But here's where the cream of the fucking group takes, because I almost wanted to keep, like, in a minute live on air, I'm about to text this group and just see how everybody's doing, because I fuck with this group. The person after me goes, whole different person. This shit says alphabetically kidnapping. Bro, I didn't notice. I look back up. The hyperlink is alphabeticallykidnapping.com backslash and then a bunch of random letters. No way. It says alphabeticallykidnapping.com. Oh, no. That's I a, that's cried, a bro. You I was like, start. now, how was I blessed enough to be in this th- text you gotta, thread? You got to watch your porn in the written. incognito tab, man. Bro, I think I accidentally watched porn in the regular tab. I you think did. You had, you had that's to. That's where this came from, ain't it? <laughs> They know you, nasty man. (laughs) (laughs) We know what you like. Yeah, we know what you look at. What you were trying to see for free. Yeah, yeah. Now I've I've gotten those texts lately, and like you say, like that beautifully stated. When have you ever been rewarded for taking care of your responsibilities, fam? Like fuck off. And then why? Here's a little gift. In a sense, for March, I got this text in April. The bill is late. You would never get not even just just surprise me when I go to pay my bill and be like, hey, fam, you ain't even got no bill. You don't got to send me no text. You don't got to tell me uh, that I got rewarded and to click a link. Like nah, when I get when I get those texts, I just respond like a um an old Italian mob boss, like like a like a wise guy. I'd be like, oh yeah, okay, fucking buddy, good try. Like I don't, I just don't. I act like a real big boss on them. I tell them try again, like not getting me today, motherfucker. Like <laughs> nah, I don't have time for this. Like and you know it, it's kind of slowed down, so I'll take it, I guess. You know, I like to give sass to the uh, to the voter people that text me. Like I get a lot of uh, Democratic. <laughs> Fucking, uh, you gotta act now. Text like we had a, we had a good uh, we, time with the Bernie Sanders really <laughs> needs your help, and I, like I I always respond in a way that would make them believe they somehow got a Republican, which I am not. <laughs> but like it is annoying that you guys like always. You can't be calling me to action every other week, bro. Yeah, like we there's a, no way you need that much action. We had a good time with them during election time, trying to get down oh, to those polls and all time. the states they were texting me from. We had a real good time. Um. Kind of moving on, like, I feel like getting caught by this shit, like, that that whole text message, like, oh, it's a free gift for what? Like, that's old people shit, right? Like, that yeah, had yeah, to yeah. be some definitely... random old person that responded to a clearly automated text. Uh, yeah, I watched some video that said, if you can recognize the scam, you're not the target audience. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah. definitely for your grandparent that is going to click the link and f- uh, and fill out all the information. Oof. Bro, I, I got something from Apple, and I'm not even sure if it was from Apple. Apple, it was fishy as fuck. I just didn't click it. It said something like, uh, "Oh, bro, I got something from PayPal." PayPal sent me a uh, email saying that they updated my card information, which my card did expire. Right. 
But how the fuck could PayPal take the liberty to update my card information? But that, but that's how they try and get you. They try and get you with a shocking statement like that. So you be like, how the fuck? So you log yeah, right like in, you, you follow whatever link it, it is. I didn't click it at you all, fight, yeah, but that's what that's that's how they try and get you. Yeah, you know I mean, so that's that way you you put your actual credentials in, and then once mm-hmm. you put your credentials in, it'd be like, uh, yeah, basically that's all they need, and then you gone from there. Yeah, you know I mean, and I had even um, I signed up for FanDuel, I think. Um, and they they send you it, which like that's legit. They send you an email every time that you log into it. You know what I'm saying to like let you know to that somebody's that logged in. in. So <laughs> those emails were going to a different folder of mine at one point in time. I think they were going to the promotions folder, and like from oh, the shit. one window that I was looking at it, it looks like it's present. So I looked at this shit like two weeks one day out of the random when I hadn't even been on FanDuel, and it was like. We see you logged in on this device, and nigga, I almost lost back, my. Back, back, yeah, back. I was like, like, oh no, <laughs> all my bets. <laughs> I was like, Bro. no, but I was like, okay, nope, that's the wrong, that's the right date. I'm looking at the wrong date, so right. we're good. And not for nothing, FanDuel also sounds like a porn site. Like I don't know why, but anytime I hear the word FanDuel.com, I always think like this is this is like Caucasian porn, right? Like this is I mean, skinny girl porn. Sound sounds like a platform to hate fuck somebody from a team you hate that's this is what i'm saying um but like speaking of old people and getting over it so i thought about something the other day right and again you come up like me you're probably even closer to this than i am but like i'm sure you probably have like older relatives that are like faithful churchgoers no or at least you have memory of faithful churchgoers. yes we'll go with, we'll go with the latter at this time memory. yes yes so you probably have fond memories of maybe like an older aunt a grandma's cousin, somebody that sat front or first two rows of your church that used to read their Bible, but here's the important part. Read their Bible with a highlighter and highlight passages of their Bible Mm -hmm. as they read it. No? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is that about? Like, is that like, why do old people highlight sentences out of their Bible? I think eventually so they can look back and be like, oh, my God, he's preached from every Bible verse in the Bible because I have them all <laughs> Are you highlighted. saying they're eliminating all the possible verses that the preacher can? They're Not like, a, I, I, love the, I love the highlighters and the underliners. And then you got to have like. <laughs> I've a, seen that, too. Yeah, a highlighter, an underliner it. and a I, notebook with individual notes. Yeah, it's like they treat they treat church like and I again, we probably sound like heathens and demons, but like they treat church like a seminar. Like you're not getting quizzed well, on this later. I, I guess maybe it's not, not wrong. a seminar. It's church. Uh-huh. Uh I don't it, it yeah, I guess it is semi a seminar. Semi a seminar. That's funny. Um yeah, but like I, I just see I, I feel like we're going down a dangerous slope of conversation because it's like why yeah, is you no, doing we this, fam? Be careful. We yeah, why be careful. why why is you doing this, fam? But like I to, to each his own. Yeah, I mean if that's if that's how you study for yo Jesus, then go on ahead with your bad self. <laughs> Yo, yo, Jesus just signed to CMG Records. Um, <laughs> what I find, like, what I found a little bit ticklish of the idea of, like, highlighting and, as you so elegantly stated, underlining the same passages in the Bible, is to me it very much feels like you're studying for a test and the test being your ultimate death. Like That's what I'm saying. Are you like studying for the afterlife? Like, I guess I guess making jokes about them is funny now, but if I get to the gates and Jesus is like, where's your notes with your highlighted <laughs> Bible 
I'm going to be quite upset at this moment right now. Like, this will be playing in the background, too, and he'd be like, but where's your notes? Like, and I'd be like, uh. And this left, is why I wanted to talk to you about Because I knew you would get it. I knew you would get it. Because, like, <laughs> the thought of, like, highlighting and underlining and taking notes in the Bible, when you're by yourself in your bedroom late at night, laying in the bed, it's it's... I guess it's not funny, but I found it funny in the moment when I was thinking about it. But then the more I started thinking about it, I kind of came to the same terms you came to. Like, well, shit, do you want to be caught off guard not studying hard for the most important test of your life? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to study for the fucking, the barber, for your barber's license, the least you could do is study for God. No? I mean, yeah, but like, don't nobody, (laughs) that's so stupid what I'm about to say. Ain't nobody ever said we had a test when we get there yet, because can't nobody tell you, stupid. But like, (laughs) it don't even say in the book that it's a, like, the life is the test. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's a guide on how you're supposed to live. So that's, you're supposed to pass the test while you're here. And like, Mm. I'm pretty sure the number of people who have passed the test while they was here is not representative of the number up in heaven. I'm Jesus got mercy on a lot of you niggas. I'm sure. Like, ah, come on, man. Just like, just like I said last week about the white people. Ah, we know he'd be like, man, ah, come on. Sick of you niggas. Fam. And, and not trying to be like disrespectful, but this is just seriously how I be thinking about shit. Like you, you tend to see this from people that are like getting a little bit like closer to the finish line, so to speak. Yeah. Respectfully. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I guess my mind kind of goes like, if you feel like death is closer than it is far away, let's put it that way, then I guess the idea would be to like, like you said, the Bible kind of would become like a checklist. Like you would want to like go through page for page before you, before your like heavenly phone rings. You kind of want to make sure that if there is a checklist somewhere in here, I didn't overlook it in all the years I went to church not paying attention. I'm sure you got to invest in getting to heaven like you do your 401k. You know how they give you the model and they'd be like, Todd started when he was 20. It only took him 20 years to get the same amount mm-hmm. that it took Brenda to get from X, Y, and Z. So you just got to invest in your in your, uh, your your journey to Jesus earlier. I guess you'll get return on your investment. <laughs> see this is see now you're fucking up <laughs> but like i don't know it just was a weird thing that crossed my mind when i'm walking to and from work and thinking about stupid shit um another thing that's stupid and i guess we could probably wrap it up because you know this is the podcast the number one complaint about fast food podcast on the internet and yeah, i have another yeah, yeah. complaint bro okay um with me watching my way i think it's kind of mandatory that you wind up at subway like at some point you just, you don't really know even how you got there. You wind up at Subway because there's only so many like pre-made salads you can eat. And if I dip one more celery stalk in a peanut butter jar, I'm probably going to smoke myself. So I ended up at Subway. The th- The thing nobody speaks about is that Jared is still probably the greatest representation. That's still what people think about when you think about it's Subway. Jared. Jared's a nasty it's man, but Jared went from... He fit in one pants leg. That's a hell of a story. If there was nothing I wanted to be like Jared in, it's fitting in one pants leg. Period. And I don't know how I'm going to fit in there if underwear is sewn in, but Yuck. I want to fit in there. This is Yuck. what I'm saying. So I was at Subway, 
And like my favorite sandwich there is the Subway Club that like has like the turkey, ham, and roast beef on it. I like the trifecta. I'm not one for Subway to have. I'm not a one meat guy at Subway because their meat <sighs> is, is so terrible. I knew, I knew you, you need at least to, two to taste it. I knew you were about to say something egregious. I was just about to say, watch your words carefully in this section right here. And you just said, I'm not. I did a one it meat what I do? Of, you said I'm not a one meat kind of guy. It was really nasty. I want to. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, and, listen, I, bro. and I'm only saying this in the spirit of my meat check story weeks ago. I'm I'm so like conscious about the meats now well in, in all honesty if you're gonna put meat in your mouth bro you might as well put as many meats that would go <laughs> all right so fuck it <laughs> what i'm saying is is that i don't like like i'm not an oven uh, oven roasted chicken patty kind of okay guy. okay i don't go in there and just get the turkey on rye like if i'm going to eat subway give me as many meats on there as you can give me with a reasonable calorie count so i get the subway club i get Mm. that with the pepper jack cheese because it's the only cheese you can taste all the other cheese from subway just tastes like melt like that's all it tastes like is melt i like the provolone so anyway after i haven't toasted my fucking six six inch sub in the fucking toaster and they go to the vegetable. And here's where shit always gets dicey. Kind of contrary to what we were talking about some weeks ago with like Chipotle, mm-hmm. making sure you go at the right time, making sure you're not getting the last scoop of chicken out the bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Subway has a real fucking problem understanding what a little bit means. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I like, on my subs, I like lettuce, a little bit of onion, and a little bit of green pepper. Just to taste. Yeah. I don't want to chew onions. I don't want to chew green peppers. I want to taste onion right. and green pepper. Yeah, they need they need to understand little is like a measure not by your determination. It's yeah, just it's a little like bit. Three slivers. <laughs> yeah, I want three like slivers that. of onion and three slivers yeah, of not, pepper. Not by your preference of little bit. Like because I, I, I do it all the time with me. Like, let me get light mayo and they go. <laughs> and it's like, fam, that's too much. And then they and they keep squirting after you say sauce, sauce, up. Like they're still <laughs> squirting. And I've like, bro, I don't even get sauce or dressing on my sandwich anymore because right. they go too crazy. Yeah, too they, crazy. I just I just started getting it dry. Cause I figure if I tell them no sauce, that'll get me like 10% sauce. I'm I'm work I'm working my way up to starting to tell them to do it over. Start over. Like Ooh. I told you, I told you a little bit, start over. That's a that's a tough call. And I'm I'm Especially I'm, I'm working, I'm I'm getting there. I'm I'm matriculating into them levels of niggership. Fam, I, I asked for a little bit of onion and a little bit of green pepper, and the guy grabbed literally a fistful of mm-hmm. them and yeah. slammed them on my sandwich to the point where it couldn't even close right. And but I'm that's what like, I'm saying. Like they do shit like that, and it makes you want to look them in the face and say, "So what is a regular amount?" <laughs> <laughs> like, well, sir. If you ask for a regular amount, that's when we go to the back and get a prepackaged bowl of peppers and put them in a bag and throw them over the counter, uh, Tom Brady style. Like, it's insane. Like I don't, I feel like Subway is such a bad place to eat that they try to make up for it with an abundance of condiments, right? Like they know that they are overcharging you for that horrible lunch meat. So I guess in their minds they think they can make up for it by giving you seventy two cucumber slices. In, in in my brain, I Subway might be in tune with the streets, fam. I think they know at this point um, the cookies are what's paying the bills. The subs are just the namesake of the restaurant. It was literally my only moment of weakness in my fitness journey <laughs> over the past couple of months. I walked into Subway at like ten a.m. right Ooh. because for lunch. 
for lunch at 10 a.m. Why was I oh, in no. Subway at 10 a.m. for lunch? Because I come to work now at 4.30 a.m. I was about to say, you'd be up early as hell. It was lunch for me. So I walk in there. They barely had just opened. And they had six fresh. trays of hot, fresh. fresh, melty chocolate chip cookies on top of the counter. And not only was they hot, fresh, smelly, ooey, gooey, everything you want out of a fucking chocolate chip cookie. But the guy that the only guy that was on duty was in the back on his phone. Oh man. And I was like, fam, I could literally fat boy SSE boom gang walk these cookies out the door and yeah, nobody would be the wiser. Yeah, you could. And it took everything in me not to at least order three of them shits, bro. Supposed like, to. Fam, before this little lifestyle change, I was notorious for like, give me three if it's lunchtime. If I'm taking Subway home, I might get I might get I you need six twelve. Piece. Yeah, I, need, I, need, I might I take need 12 cookies, of these like, home, bro, and eat them over the next couple hey, of days. Hey, man, according to what I, you can, you can have that shit. You just, it's everything in moderation, but you know, do it, do what you got to do. Know yourself. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't bend, don't fold, don't break. Well, see, that's, that's the thing, bro. And I, again, I, I, maybe we'll wrap up the show with a little bit of my crazy fucking diet talk while I'm on it. Might as well document it on the podcast. The way I am about shit, I have to cold turkey things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like my wife is, she's super sweet. She's been very encouraging through this whole process. Help me wherever she can help me, whether it be cooking meals right, allowing me to work out, and oh, I'll go get camera from the bus stop. You in the middle of a workout, do your thing. Like, in order for me to accomplish anything, it has to be abrupt and cold turkey. Mm. Like, I can't, I'm not, my personality is not set up in a way to where I can say, okay, I have to watch how much sugar I intake. And be more conscious of not eating too much sugar. Because then I don't know where the line is mentally. Mm -hmm. I have to erase the line. I have to try to eliminate it. Like I told you some years ago, you know, before Cameron was born, I went vegetarian. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to only eat chicken breast and I have to cut out red meat. Because I couldn't do that. I had to cut out meat entirely to even be able to conceive eating more vegetables. And I guess maybe that's like, I think maybe I have a low-key addictive personality, although drugs is not what I'm addicted to, if I get on something, I have to do it at high volumes. Right. Whether it be fucking dieting and exercising or playing a video game. If I play a video game, I'm going to play it for eight hours a day for two weeks straight until I beat it, and then I'm never going to play it again. Right. You know what I mean? Like I, I think that's part of like an addictive personality, but like I fucking have to do it this way, so... The only way that makes sense to me to get some results is to like go fucking ape shit and eat <laughs> a fistful of grapes for lunch and two right. bananas, and like woo, they'd be pretending like I'm full. I mean, like I say, not for nothing. It's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great alternative. Like it's really not hard to go from well, shit. I'd usually have like a cookie or two here. Fuck it, I'll just get a handful of grapes or I'll have an orange or I'll bite an apple mm-hmm. or something like that. Like you just got to make them. And again, I'm you know I'm a strong proponent of know yourself. So do whatever you gotta do, man. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I, bro, I've been doing good. I've been eating my fruits and my vegetables and eating healthier and being more conscious. It's just every now and then you wind up in Subway with three different meats in your mouth. This has been the Dipped in Butter program. We appreciate y'all listening to us each and every week, coming with us on this stupid, stupid journey and uh, paying attention to our stupid, stupid takes on very important stuff. We have got to start taking our topics way more seriously, Wes. I don't know how that's going to happen, but, uh, Maybe we'll talk about it. Maybe we won't. That sounds like a different show to me. Uh, it's your boy, Wes No T, a.k.a. Elmer Young. The motherfucking goddamn glue around this bitch. You play a partner, P-O-D-N-A. After every young 89 on Instagram. Fuck with me, dude.
Yes, sir. Like I say, each and every week, the universe is way too big for your little ass problems. And that includes you, T.I., Mr. Harris. <laughs> Fucking, bro, you're at a comedy club. Sit your punk ass down. And while you're worried about what a comedian is saying about your allegations, why don't you finish a fucking project, bro? Man, why don't you worry I, about that? I like that. I like that. Uh, rule number one around here, you already know, tell a friend to tell a friend, not only about the podcast, but that um, Wiz absolutely has to put his dick away on Instagram. Um, and then two, mind your motherfucking business. Hey, Dick uh, Wizard's dick out makes Kid Frankie sound way different. We'll catch y'all next week. You have officially been dicked.